I'm Jay. I'm Bob. And I'm Corey. We are the Cretans Guild. We're a trio of man-children whose friendship predates the Lion King, Green Day's Dookie, the N64, and the Chunnel. We have backgrounds working in television, video games, radio broadcasting, creative writing, and pizza delivery. That's a large cheese, right? On our podcast, Nerd or Not, you'll hear us talk about board games, TV, movies, comics, collectibles, video games, wrestling, theme parks. We even did a segment on pizza. So check and listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. And check out our socials on Twitter and Instagram under Cretans Guild. Welcome to the Guild. I mean, at least admit that you like it. You enjoy clapping. I have a good clap. It may be because your clap is good. Yes, no, that's 100% correct. If my if my clap sucked, I would not enjoy clapping. Yeah, now you know how I feel. <laughs> I almost spit out my gin for that. Almost. Hey, you know what, Adam? That's what empathy feels like. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. You're home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. Today is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I am fantastic, and this week's Lord Saunders is brought to you by Ruby River Gin, made by the Bozeman Spirits Distillery in Montana. It is delicious. You know, since you were willing to uh, pitch them just now, uh-huh. I wish they were also willing to support our show. That would be awesome. I'll talk to the owner. I actually know him. <laughs> I think you should. I'll be like, hey, Jim, have you heard of Gravity Beard? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do that and record that if you would, because I want to hear his answer just to that question. <laughs> He's a funny guy, man. Really funny guy. Oh, well, then he should support our show because we're all so funny. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, I've got something kind of interesting to tell you. Okay. I've used my superpower almost daily in the last few weeks. Why don't you refresh the listener with what your superpower is? Is that I I can prevent almost catch anything before it falls. Okay. So then what was the incident this week? I don't remember. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I mean, vitamins out of the cabinet or, you know, there was lots of different things. Okay. I've probably caught a dozen things from falling in the last couple of weeks. Well, congratulations on your on your successes. I just want you to let you know that I am a bona fide super superhero, and I've been exercising my superpowers. Well, I mean, if you don't use them, you probably lose them. That's right. So it's probably a good thing that things are falling and I'm catching them. I'm also really good at drinking alcohol, and I've been using that all week. <laughs> Which is tangentially related to your superpower. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, you want to hear something else? I'd love to. So... I know you live in hurricane country and you guys are always dodging giant weather. However, we've also had some really crazy weather. We've gotten nonstop (laughs) rain for what seems like two or three weeks. If I live in hurricane weather, does that mean you live in like home reno weather? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You could say that, I suppose. But anyway, the the weather was great. But all of a sudden in one day, it went from the 80s to the 40s. That is insane to me, man. Texas is weird. Yeah, it dropped 35 to 40 degrees in 10 or 12 hours that is crazy yeah and so i'm a big baby about the cold and the rain right and so um i decided in this case to turn lemons into into lemonade and i'm excited to announce adam that 
the onesie parties have continued at my house. Oh, this is excellent news, good sir. Yes. So here's what happened. The first time I did it, it started out as a one-man onesie party with me being the only man wearing the onesie. Right. But then as, as soon as my boys saw me wearing the Spider-Man onesie, I think you know what happened. Yep, they laughed at you. No. No, a onesie party broke out, Adam. Oh, 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 right, yes. right. <laughs> yes. No, they, oh, were that's super awesome. ex- they were super excited. They were willing to allow me to, to be Spider-Man, and right. they ran into the rooms and got their own onesies. Well, it was lucky that they had those onesies ready to go then. Well, I am their father. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So we've had we've had like three or four onesie parties this week at our house. Well, I think that's wonderful. You know, and the adverse effect of that weather was you and I were supposed to meet up. We were supposed to get together live and in person. I know. I know. That would have been the third time in probably less than 12 months, I think. Yeah, which was, it was so disappointing. But it took me uh, over seven hours to fly, to actually land in Dallas, uh, leaving from New York, LaGuardia. Yeah, that would make me insane. Yeah. I mean, and the thing was, I felt bad because it's a weather-related issue and the tower in Dallas said, you can't land. But right. everyone on the plane, which was full of old people, was uh, yelling at the attendants, the flight attendants. I'm like, you know, it's not even like the plane is broken and you can get mad at them for not taking care of their equipment. Like the tower right. is telling them they can't. That's like the police officer in the intersection saying, stop. Right. You can't get mad at the driver for not being able to go. You know, I just felt, and it was it was a, seriously a, a full, a fully filled geriatric flight. And they were all incredulous. It was it was terrible. I mean, like, and I had to land and go to work. So I landed at, I think I got to the hotel at 9.30 p.m. And I still had two hours of work to do. You were supposed to get there at like 5.30 or 6. Yeah. I mean, I still had two hours of work to do when I got there. So I was right. like, listen, I'm not even mad at these guys. Anyway, <laughs> stupid, stupid weather prevented us from hanging out and having a potential other onesie party. I know. That would have been awesome. Well, yeah. and... Um, the bad news is the stupid weather has not stopped. Like, literally, it's cold and rainy outside still. It has not stopped. I bet you hate that. I do hate that. Next! Okay, well, let's get started and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Kick us off, brother. I will do just that. Yesterday, hopefully, you uh, celebrated International Day of the Nacho. I did. I celebrated in both Chips and Nacho Libre, the movie with Jack Black. Well, I was going to say, I also celebrated Nacho Libre and that I freed all the nachos. <laughs> I think that the uh, nachos will be ever in your debt for that. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, today is International Caps Lock Day. Um, so type boldly and often. <laughs> <laughs> type boldly. No more timid typing, at least not on this day. <laughs> no, not today, baby. Today we're going forth with energy. Today you're going to type with the level of confidence you've never typed before. And people you know will typ- know how important your message is to them. You know that typist you've always wanted to be? Today is that day to make today, the change. Today be that typist. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, tomorrow is National TV Talk Show Day. Ooh, what's your favorite TV talk show? Are we doing late night talk shows or daytime talk shows? How about daytime talk shows from the 90s? Oh my gosh. I don't I don't know that I watched any daytime talk shows in the nineties. Then go with late night. Well at the time David Letterman. Letterman I mean, was a good choice. I I mean I, I know that there's other legends, but to me he's the king. We've actually talked about this before on the show. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, Letterman's the king. 
All right. Well, uh, Wednesday is National Bologna Day. So I'm going to say that we're going to make this fried bologna day and pay tribute to my childhood when we put a piece of bologna <laughs> in the skillet and fry it up for a snack. I absolutely did that. All right. Well, Thursday is World Pasta Day. Ooh, wonderful. What are you carb loading? Well, you know what, though? I don't know if you've been to um, Whole Foods or any similar store. There, there's about a dozen different types of pasta that aren't pasta. Such as? Like, we've recently eaten pasta that was edamame pasta. Oh, interesting. How was that? It was delicious. It tastes just like normal pasta. No kidding. Edamame, huh? Yeah, except it was it was made out of vegetable instead of instead of a, a carb. Hmm. It was fantastic. Liz and I have been on Whole30, so we haven't even looked in the... Uh the pasta section for, for probably over a year. Well, just just know, uh, you and the listeners, that there are pasta alternatives out there that are still pasta. That's incredible. And you know what goes better with pasta than breadsticks? Friday is National Breadstick Day. So if you go to Olive Garden, you can get the uh, na- uh, unlimited soup, salad, and bread and have a delicious breadstick with your salad and soup. And water, and then get a get a bill for nothing. That's right. It's almost free. In your in your face, uh, Olive Garden. Garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap up our day of celebrations on Saturday with National American Beer Day. Hell yeah, I am all about this day. Next. Okay, well, with that, let's turn our attention to this week in history. Awesome. I will start us off. This week in 1881 was the shootout at the OK Corral, and this has always been a really glorified movie scene in the movie Tombstone. So check it out. Do you think it would have turned out differently if it was the shootout at the Awesome Corral? <laughs> yeah, at the Meh Corral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was okay. Yeah, I mean, but more or less, I guess, you know. <laughs> All right, well, this week in 1901, 63-year-old school teacher named Annie Edson Taylor becomes the first person to take the plunge over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Dude, that takes some serious brass balls. And, Adam, she survived. Which is insane. I mean, like, because a lot of people didn't. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, to your point, so I don't know what the total number of people of people are that have tried to go over the falls, but do you know what the survival rate is? I do know this stat. I do not know. It is 75% survival. So you've got a better shot of living than dying. Yeah. Only, only mm. one out of four people that have done it have died. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I want those odds, but I mean... But I think I heard that if you go over, if you go over in the barrel, like you get like a real big fine. If you can actually do it, like you get fined heavily. Yeah, well, you probably should. Right. And you got to go over the right, the right fall. Otherwise, you'll hit the rock to the bottom and die. And that'd be a shame. Yeah. Uh, Moving along in 1904, the New York subway opens. And today it serves 4.5 million passengers daily. That to me is amazing and awesome that be, that means that it serves two-thirds of the entire population of the dallas fort worth metroplex every single day that's insane that just in insane. transportation right right all right well this week in 1969 butch cassidy and the sundance kid opens starring paul newman and robert redford wow and if you haven't seen that movie it's it's pretty good those guys have great on, on-screen chemistry that's always important and fast forward, uh, what is that, uh, over two decades to 1992, and the Toronto Blue Jays finally won a World Series for Canada. Good for good for the Blue Jays 26 years ago. Yep. 
And uh, a mere six years ago, cyclist Lance Armstrong is stripped of seven Tour de France titles. Now, I've, I've heard of the controversy of this because, I mean, for him to survive cancer and then win all those titles. But uh, from what I understand, like everyone on the on those tours did the same things that he did. They, he was not like given a competitive advantage over the other people, you know, like maybe over you or I. But I heard and have not looked at this at all, of course. But I heard that, like, yeah, he was the one that got busted, but everyone was doing it. I mean, does it make cheating right? No. But, I mean, because, you know, the guy who did not win seven Tour de France titles and took the same drugs, nobody gives a shit about him because he didn't win, you know? (laughs) But if the guy won, then they want to know. Well, I mean, clearly Lance Armstrong, with or without artificial help, is one of the best cyclists in human history. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like it's an easy thing to do, and he cheated because he's a robot. (laughs) Right. In other words, you can't take a terrible cyclist, you know, let him him blood dope, and then he becomes a (laughs) world-class Tour de France winner. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. Right. I mean, I don't endorse cheating, but I feel like it was kind of a level playing field. Yeah, somewhat for sure. Next... Adam, let's move on to the news. With my favorite jingle. Okay. Adam. Yes. You um you've been exercising a little bit recently, haven't you? Indeed. Do you own a Fitbit or anything similar? No, I used to have an Apple Watch, which I gave to Liz. <laughs> Voluntar- <laughs> voluntarily? Oh, uh, yeah. Voluntarily? I did indeed. You know, the problem was, as much as I love the technology, I never used it for its intended purpose because I hate getting notifications over and over and over and over again, and that's all it did. So I turned off all the smart features and didn't use it. And then it just became a watch? Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, I've got a story here that starts out obviously sad and tragic, but it will be really interesting in the end. So well, That's all that matters, as long as it's entertaining. <laughs> well, as much as murder can be. <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. So Karen Navarra was found dead inside her home in San Jose. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> she was discovered slumped in a wooden chair while clutching a kitchen knife in her right hand, initially leading authorities to believe she may have killed herself. Right. An autopsy later revealed that Navarra's suicide was staged. Yeah, I think if it's in the news, you already know it's going to not be suicide. Right. So here's some of the indications as to why they thought it was a homicide instead of the original suicide. First of all, she had multiple deep and intrusive wounds to her her face area and head that caused skull fractures. Wow. Yeah, along with with a gaping slit to her neck. So those are very, very severe injuries. You know, from a lot of force, not right. just a sharp object. That you clearly, there's no way you could, you might could inflict one of those to yourself, right? But the ch- the right. chance of doing more than one of those that severely is is very unlikely. Right, correct. So authorities ruled that that the 67 year old woman's death was a homicide hmm. after finding that, we, like we just discussed, that she couldn't have infl- inflicted those wounds herself, which were most likely caused by a small hatchet or axe. Ouch. Yes. That sounds terrible. So the gruesome level on this story just went up. Oh, yeah, by a lot. So police decided to interview Anthony Vincent Aiello, and he is Navarro's stepfather. 
And they found his account of the day that she died didn't match up with the evidence found on the security footage. Huh. Here's what he said went down. He claimed that he went by Navarra's house to drop off pizza, which is delicious. Yes. And spotted her driving by his home later later in the day. <laughs> Such a... You're going to find that by the end, he's really bad at covering covering up for himself. Right. What an idiot. The security footage, however, showed Aiello's car parked at Navarro's house from 3.12 to 3.33 p.m. Navarro's car wasn't seen leaving the home, as, as he had described. So here's where it gets interesting, Adam. And here's where he really gets in trouble. Police found a Fitbit Alta HR device on Navarro. I didn't know you could do this. I mean, I know that it's a digital device and it's got tons of data on it. Uh-huh. And I guess I, I shouldn't be surprised, but the police called Fitbit uh-huh. to collect data from the device. And here's huh. what they discovered. Yeah, they discovered that her heartbeat... So remember, the window of time was 312 to 333. Uh-huh. So the data on the Fitbit showed that her heartbeat spiked at 320 p.m. and slowed down and stopped registering at 328 Holy crap. What in the world? That is amazing police work. Isn't it? Oh my gosh, dude. That's that's freaky. I mean that that entire span was right in the window of time. And and it's it's even scarier to think that like, you know, in some weird form of data, you you can see this person pass away. Yeah. So so it's also really morbid and sad and tragic. Right. But 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 super interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that is this exact same time frame that Aiello's uh, vehicle was seen at Navarro's house. Here's where he starts piling up a weak explanation. Aiello attempted to provide an explanation for investigators' new discovery of the Fitbit data by saying he couldn't have been with his stepdaughter when she was killed because she had walked him to his vehicle. Uh, quote, <sighs> he denied... <laughs> He denied he was present when she was killed and suggested that someone else must have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. It wasn't me. How weak is that? (laughs) It says, but but authorities said they also located bloodstained clothes at Ayala's house, though he claimed, and again, another weak excuse, he claimed the blood was from him frequently cutting himself. (laughs) I, I like how the defense was... Perhaps it was somebody else. That's like the equivalent of the police saying, hey, you killed her, and you going, nuh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. I'm telling mom. Every effort he had to cover it up was super weak and not at all believable. Right. And so, unfortunately, Ayala was arrested on suspicion of murder last week and is being held without bond. Good. Screw that guy. Die. Yeah, no kidding. And he was 90, by the way. He was 90? Yeah. Wow. I, I was, yeah, I was surprised to find that fact out in the story. <laughs> That's pretty intense. All right, Adam. Well, here we are again at the same place we always end up in our show. Dang it, bro. Don't tell me. We don't have time to get to the next story. <sighs> but I will show the headline. Oh, great. Yeah. Here it goes. Okay. Bill Cosby assaulted by chicken patty. <laughs> Dang it. I wish we had time to get to this. Sorry, Adam, we don't. Dang it. <laughs> but like we always promise, we will make every effort every to single get to effort. that story I in mean, a future we're, episode. 
you know, we're breaking new ground on this show all the time. So maybe one day we'll actually break through that barrier and get to the action headline. Possibly. At least, you know, we'll make every effort. Every effort will be made. Promise. Next. Okay. Well, with that, let's move on to birthdays. Awesome. I will start us off with Judge Judy, who turned 76 yesterday, October 21st. She turned 76. You know what? She seems like a likable lady, but um, it just still makes me crazy that a a ridiculous courtroom show on television earns her like $40 million a year. I know. It's insane. It is really insane. Well, she won't be using that money much longer anyway, so... (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or happy birthday. All right. Happy. That's what you meant to say. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. Okay. But today, October 22nd, Jeff Goldblum turns 66 and Christopher Lloyd turns 80. Which wow. is insane to me on both accounts of that. Like Jeff Goldblum was 66. Yeah. It seems like just yesterday he was starring in Jurassic Park 1. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the fly and all those kinds of things, but you know. Because that's how you mark his life, his, his appearance. Of all the films he's been in, Jurassic Park 1. Hey, come on. Is he is he more famous than any other for any other movie than that right now? No. No, probably not. And tomorrow, another guy that I'm very, very fond of, who's been around for years and years and years, and there's only one of this guy, and that's Weird Al, who turns 59. Mm-hmm. By the way, I particularly wanted to read this birthday because my good friend, Steph Robinson from St. Louis, is a huge Weird Al fan. Oh, that's awesome. I've always liked Weird Al. Okay, on Friday, uh, October 26th, John Heater turns 41. If you know him, he's our friend Napoleon Dynamite, which is awesome. And that guy's 41. I know, it's crazy. Crazy. Yes. Okay, we'll wrap up birthdays on Saturday. Another legend in comedy entertainment, John Cleese, turns 79. He, that's incredible that he's that old, and he is also immensely talented. Oh my gosh, he's so good. So good. All right. How about some born this week, but now dead? (laughs) (laughs) I love the little laugh he does at the end. (laughs) All right. Johnny Carson died in 2005 at the age of 80. You know, I don't, I always feel like he died years ago, not like in the early 2000s, you know? Well, to be fair, that was 13 years ago. No, I get that. I just feel like it was, you know, you see the Johnny Carson show. He seems like, you know, like a little bit older when he was on TV. Yeah, I agree. It does seem like that. Next. All right, Adam, are you ready to move on? I am so ready to move on from this podcast. All right. So- <laughs> you are cordially invited to do so, actually, sir. <laughs> you are cordially invited to shove the F off. <laughs> I would never. I'm a gravity bearder for life. <laughs> Thank you. But before you do shove off. Uh, we, we, we do have we do have a couple more segments. Oh, okay, right. All right. I'll I'll storm off uh, you know dramatically in a few minutes. Excellent, thank you. Uh, do it on <laughs> cue, please. I got it. So Corey McCord, the great science mc science face himself, indeed. He came on a recent episode a few weeks ago where he shared his opinion on what order you should watch the Star Wars movies, which is pretty you know important. It is important. On that episode. He said that he didn't care much for the performance of Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin Skywalker in Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I feel so bad for that kid. Well, it's funny you would say that. Um, oh. So, Cor- so Corey, this is for you. We're doing a Where Are They Now on Jake Lloyd. <laughs> I love Where Are They Nows. <laughs> well, I don't know if you'll love it after this, but here goes. Okay. An article on Jake Lloyd and where he is now started like this. 
being in the public eye for from such a young age can go one of two ways. Either your stardom continues, which involves constant reinvention of your image, or you fade into obscurity either through choice or otherwise. Some examples of child actors who have gone on to have flourishing careers as adults, uh, Jodie Foster, Natalie Portman, and Leonardo DiCaprio. There are sadly many, many other stars who haven't enjoyed such a fate. Adam, sadly, that includes Jake Lloyd. <sighs> Poor kid. If you remember, Lloyd was just 10 years old when he started in 1999's critically panned film, Star Wars Phantom Menace. How could we forget? I will never forget. That movie was a crime. <laughs> after, <laughs> after that, Lloyd landed voice acting gigs for several Star Wars games, along with a role in uh, 2005 film Madison, which I've, I've never heard of. Me neither. But that was pretty much it. And he later announced uh, he'd be retiring from acting, citing being bullied at school as his main reason. Yeah. Which, man, that's super sad. Yeah, it really is, man. And and he was crucified on the internet. And it's like, he acted in a movie that George Lucas wrote. But yeah. people treated him like he was actually Darth Vader and ruined the whole franchise. Well, and how do you expect a 10-year-old to take that from the public? People don't need to be crucified to the point where, like, they're considering life-altering decisions because of something that the internet is saying. You yeah, know, and I, I think agree. this is—I uh, mean—and to do this to a poor ten-year-old, that's really screwed up. That is really screwed up. He says in a quote: "Other children were really mean to me. They would make the sound of the lightsaber every time they saw me. It was totally mad. My entire school life was really a living hell. I can only imagine." He added, "I learned to hate hate it when the camera was pointed at me." He also explained that at one point, he was having to do 60 interviews a day. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah, which it says here, and I agree, that's tough for an adult actor, much less a child. Totally agree. Okay, so fast forward to June of 2015, when news broke that Lloyd had been arrested in South Carolina for reckless driving, driving without a license, and resisting arrest. Yeah, that seems like a natural progression. Yeah. He had been driving in Charleston when the sheriff of Colleton County, South Carolina, started pursuing him before a chase ensued for 25 miles. Jeez. Yeah. Lloyd eventually lost control of his car and plowed into a fence, continuing to drive along a road before reaching a wooded area where the pursuit ended. That typically happens when you drive into a forest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's fair. That's fair. He was imprisoned until April of 2016 before being moved to a psychiatric facility with Mother Lisa reportedly telling TMZ that Lloyd has schizophrenia. Now now 29, very little has been heard of Lloyd since the news of his arrest. I would love it for him to come back and act his butt off, you know, and then like totally like squash the haters. Yeah, I would too, actually. I, it doesn't seem like he's capable of a comeback like that, nor yeah. maybe would he want to, but... Yeah. Uh, so there you go, Corey. I hope you're happy. Yeah, I bet you feel terrible about yourself now. Yeah, way to go, Science E. McScience Face. Yeah, and you know what? You've been a pretty stand-up guy, Science E. McScience Face. What the heck? Yeah, come on, Science E. McScience Face. <laughs> <laughs> really, I just want to squeeze in one more Science E. McScience Face. You, you can always squeeze in one more Science E. McScience Face. <laughs> yeah, there's always room for one more Science E. Science McScience, McScience Face. face right? <laughs> Next. Adam, good news. Yeah. We have another hack from Sarah Hack from that this week. Sarah Hack for that. Sarah Hack for that. 
Halloween is just around the corner, and aside from the candy and debauchery and semi-obscene costumes, the best part of Halloween is scaring the mother out of the douche nozzles in the piece of soul-sucking entity known as work. (laughs) So here's a hack for those of you who want to scare the pants off the assholes at work with minimal effort. Now, what costume will best strike terror into Pricky Pete from personnel? IRS agent. That's right. Just throw on a mediocre, ill-fitting suit, grab a briefcase your grandpa meant to throw away 50 years ago, and make an obviously fake badge. There's no reason to get arrested for impersonating a federal agent, after all. <laughs> and then go out, shake some hands, and introduce yourself to your co-workers like this. Hi, Sarah Stapleton, IRS. I'm here to do your audit. Then watch the sheer terror flash across their faces. <laughs> Best part? Use your own mother name so they can feel the stupid after they realize you're just messing with them and you haven't really been an undercover super secret accountant the whole time you've been working together bonus points if anyone pees their pants this has been your favorite super secret irs auditor sarah for sarah hack for that happy halloween gravity beardians sarah hack for that (laughs) that's awesome yeah so there you go now i love that I think that might be her best and most hilarious life hack we've heard from her so far. I completely agree. Yeah. She she did she delivered that so deadpan straight that it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you very much, Sarah. Next. Well, that's a great way to end the show. So this brings us to the end of another episode of This Week Today, Adam. Dang it. I hate when it comes to an end. I know, me too. But before we go, do you have anything to promote? Yes, I would like to promote myself at www.lordsaunders.com. If you have any audio or video needs, uh, both in engineering and or editing, um, please feel free to contact me. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, hit Adam up because he's really good at what he does. Thank you, friend. And Chris, I have to tease that I might have some things in the works. And Interesting. Yep, and I, I'm going to keep it tight on this one for right now, but I may have some news coming up soon. So, wow. Okay. I would imagine the listeners as curious as I am then. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's going to be awesome. It seems like it's going to be uh, a really great thing. So thank you for your support in advance. Absolutely. I won't listen to a single second of it. That's what I expect from you. Adam, believe it or not, I have something to promote. Are you going to tell what I think you're going to tell? Quite possibly. I can't wait to hear about this. I'm launching a new podcast with our very own Sarah Stapleton from Sarah Hacks for That. Sarah Hacks for That. Yeah, we're doing a new show together. Dude, I'm really excited about this. Uh, like, I mean, number one, I'm just a huge fan of you doing podcasting in general. And uh, Sarah is awesome. And I think the, the topic is going to be great. Why don't you tell the listener about it? Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So most people know Sarah as Karen from the Karen L Letters from Josh Hallmark and the Our, Our Americana Network. Our new show is called Life is Messy. And so it's going to be about navigating the complexities of adult life while maintaining your sense of humor and sanity. It's similar to this show, actually, because it's going to be shorter and it'll be formatted. Our first episode is out Tuesday, and you can subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. And you can join our Facebook group for the show. Just search Life is Messy. I will not be listening to that because I'm a jealous fool and don't want to hear you doing any other projects that don't involve me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Please please reconsider. That was such a polite response. May I please ask you to reconsider your answer? (laughs) Yeah. 
All right, well, a few more credits before we go. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. It's a terrific lineup of shows. Go to podfixnetwork.com to check out the entire lineup or search at Podfix on Twitter. Also, please check out Podfix Presents. Chris Brayton of More Gooder Than and me of this show are in the middle of our NFL recap show. It's a quick 20 to 30 minute show, and it comes out every Wednesday. You can subscribe to the show on any podcast app. Just search Podfix Presents. There are three ways you can donate to our show. Patreon, PayPal, and Venmo. All the details and links are in the show notes. You can find our show on Twitter by searching at The Gravity Beard. We also have a Facebook group for the show. It's called The Gravity Beard Interns. It's easily one of the funniest places on the entire internet. Adam, I think you'd agree. And of course, the number for The Gravity Beard hotline is 321-465-2180. We will play those messages at our next staff meeting. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout. We also use The Only Girl, both by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. You've been listening to This Week Today on Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. And as always, stay cursory, friends. What are you doing? I'm listening. But what noise are you making? I wasn't making a noise. I, I might have hit the, um, the thing with my headphones. Oh, okay. It sounded like you were squeezing a colostomy bag or something. That is a really specific (laughs) device there. (laughs) All right, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Of all things to squeeze a colostomy bag? Yeah, that's gross. Why would you be doing that in the middle of our recording? this emotion <laughs> what is this what is this i'm anyway, feeling what? anyway i don't have time to get to that emotion we should probably start the show <laughs> i don't have time for this emotion <laughs>